All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, yo. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome back for another fantastic, exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitlist, and here are my co-hosts live and direct with much respect. Alex Marcotti, what's up, BFBs? BFBs? Yeah. That, that sounds like a bra size. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the initials of our podcast. You know, if we if we could curse right now, I would say what you would probably assume be a VZ standing for. Oh, you're such a womanizer, Marchetti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Marchetti? How's things been, man? I'm good. Chilling, you know, working, grinding, nonstop. All right. I'm a little under the weather right now. All right, so stay away from me, please. No, you, you know what? All right, I, I'm getting to that point where I'm about to be sick. Like, you know when you're going to be sick? Like, you start feeling you're a little weak. Uh, I'm, I'm having a terrible cough, though. So if I unprofessionally cough on our very young podcast, deal with it. <laughs> All right. Um, but let's talk about going on. Just to once again, start again as we do with every, uh, not as we do, but just to let you know with the podcast, remember to follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast BFB. You can follow me personally at Flex Hitlist, which is FLX Hitlist. And it's funny, I remember when I saw my boy uh, Timmy Sherrell one time in his, in his phone, he has me as F-L-E-X, which a lot of people write my name as F-L-E-X, right? Yes. And I told him, yo, you wrote my name wrong. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you wrote it F-L-E-X. I write it with, without the E, F-L-X. And he goes, you write your name F-L-X, and I'm the one that spells it wrong. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it's funny, like, shout out to my boy Emilio at PC Richards. Like, he knows my real name now, but he didn't at the time. So when I get mail from PC Richards, it comes okay. as Flex Viola. Like literally, my mail comes in as Flex Viola. Oh, that's hilarious! That's uh, it, yeah, it's more funny. Oh, so you have a friend at PC Richards. Now, we, now we know where to get the hookup. Oh yeah! <laughs> All right, Emilio, I'll be coming. And every, you, you seen um, Night the Roxbury, right? Yeah. So every time I see him, I go Emilio. <laughs> who t- turned around and who it was? Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just uh, and you can follow you personally, Marchetti, your Instagram. Mar- at Marchetti, M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-I. Very good. And that's my Instagram and that's my Twitter. Yep. Same thing for me. And my, no, my Twitter. I think my Twitter's No, it's just Flex Hit List. Thought, I thought it was Poetic Flex, like when it originally was my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and remember, the, the new t-shirts, man, they, they're getting a lot, of, a lot of buzz. I have had a ton, a ton of orders already for these t-shirts and hoodies. And, and uh, people are loving them. Shout out once again to my cousin, Dennis. Um, go check his Instagram out. I've heard when I when you know when I talked about it, people go check him out and they know, see how much of a great artist he is. Check him out at violent underscore ink thirteen. Violent is spelled like our last name Viola V I O L A N T. Violent ink thirteen. So go check him out. Fantastic artist did a fantastic job. Uh, we're gonna get the basketball ones printed soon. We got the football ones printed right now, and we have a ton of orders. And I'm I'm super happy about it. They're super inexpensive. So. 
Uh, thanks for everyone that has been supporting. Yeah, yeah, seriously. You know, we, we can't thank you enough. I mean, you're going to get an awesome, you know, you're going to get, it's, it's the materials of the shirts and the hoodies are fantastic. You're going to get those that are, that are awesome. A ton of different color combinations that you could have. And it's just supporting us. And, it you know, it's super inexpensive. So, things like that. Uh, lots to talk about today, Marchetti. All right. Where should we begin? Where do you want to begin? Uh, we could talk about basketball. Or we could talk about the Super Bowl that's coming. In I, I know where we're going to talk about. Just see you go. Hey, we could go anywhere with this. <laughs> hey, let's talk about, um, you know, what you should take, you know, to prevent. Phone wallet keys. Oh, wallet. take take no, no. What you should take to prevent you from getting ill. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought you meant like out of, I thought you meant like out of my house. It's no. Like always your phone wallet keys. Oh yeah, that's that's very important. <laughs> I, I was like uh, I, I was teaching my little brother that the other day. Like listen, because because um, I wanted to go take him to like a little. They had like a little school reunion, tri- like a little uh, after school trip. He does his after school program, and they had a little trip to go see the movies. And then when I took him, he like forgot. And my, you know, my grandma has to remind him because he's fifteen years old, my brother. And my grandma has to remind him. I was like, "Do you do you have your keys to the house? No. Why not? Well, because I, I don't know. It's like he takes his keys. <laughs> do you have any money with you? No. Why not? Because you go to the movies. You want to buy popcorn or something? Take some money with you. And then I tell him, like, listen, everything a person should walk out with his phone, wallet, keys. And he goes, but abuela doesn't have a wallet. She has a purse. <laughs> and I was like, it's the same thing when it comes to it, man. He's funny like that, my little brother. Sometimes. Or just say, uh, phone, money, and keys. Yeah, well, well, right. for his age, well, he, wallet, wallet. He doesn't need an ID or a credit card, you know. So no, not for his age. But but wallet is like you know it's universal as far as terms like whatever you carry your money in. It could be your purse. It could be whatever you know. Like my wallet is super slim that holds like a card ID and like a little bit of cash. And that's it. You know. Sometimes uh, a wallet is your phone. It could be. Yeah, yeah your so. wallet could be on your phone. So you know. Yeah, in this day and age, you know. But I do want to start off talking about. I mean, uh, because we are only doing this weekly. I mean, of course, in the future, as this grows, and one way for it to grow, party people, is that you guys review us, review us, review us, review us, please review us, and share us, share us with people, um, and this way you can help us grow, you know, buying the shirts is a great way to us to grow, and, uh, but as this grows, we're going to be doing this more often during the week, but now we're only doing this once a week for the time being, and even though we're a little bit late on it, we should still talk about it, about the fact how terrible some of these calls were for this crazy games that we had this past weekend. Yeah. For the AFC and NFC championships, let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into it and start off the bat about that pass interference. The pass interference, Rams and Saints? Yeah. Yes. Now, were you watching the whole game? Yeah, I watched the whole game. See, I, I didn't get to watch the whole game. I had to coach a basketball game at the time. All right. And unfortunately, my phone was like on 3%. So even if I was driving, because at least I wanted my assistant coach, shout out to John Riley, my partner, I wanted him to like at least watch the game on the Fox Now app that I have. Yeah. And I, he couldn't because my phone was going to die right away. So I didn't really get to see the actual play live. But, of course, I've seen it now. I saw it later on that day. Uh, when I watched it, it was a blatant pass interference live. You know, and, you know, having two refs by the sideline and not calling is – it's blasphemous, you know? See, now, um, but what can we say? I don't know. Sometimes there's this, I guess, brain farts that these refs have or makes you question maybe sometimes things are rigged. No, that that definitely makes it because, you, look, if you check it out, look at our Instagram at BFB Podcast. Yeah. I posted up a screenshot of a video, and it shows how close those two refs were. So check out our Instagram, at BFB Podcast. You'll see a picture. And that, that picture disturbs me the most. 
It disturbs me the most. And you want to know what? Because even if you watch after the play and you see, um, who was it that hit him again? Rod, Roger, something like that. I forgot who hit him. Oh, who hit? Um... Yeah, who's the player that hit Lewis? The, the defensive player. No, I don't know. I, I keep thinking Roger Camardi, and I know it's not Roger Camardi, but, no, he's, no but he has a hyphenated last name. Look it up for me if you can real quick. Okay, he has a hyphenated okay. last right, name. Continue the point, though. But <laughs> if you look at at that picture, you're going to see that there's two refs. There's within a couple of feet of the play, and they both have their hands out, and they, single no, they signal no pass interference, both of them. They both, have, they, they both saw it clear as day in front of them. And it wasn't even so much because after the play, the, the defensive player on the Rams, the name that you're looking up right now, that when he hit him, Nickel Roby Coleman. Coleman, there you go, Roby Coleman. Okay, that's all right. That was I don't know why I was thinking Rogers is Roby. Okay, there. So that's why I was thinking Rogers Camardi, Roby Coleman. All right, see, right. <laughs> close enough. Continue on. <laughs> but you see, after he hit him, and he of course admits it after the game. He admits it. He was like, "That should have been a blatant pass interference. I whacked his ass." He said that, but he saw like he was standing there like waiting for a flag. Because you know there are times, like, with cornerbacks, like, or whatever, safeties, they'll, like, hit somebody, and they'll wave their arms, like, nope, no flag, I didn't pass interference it. He, he, he was relieved. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I caught one there. Like, you know, he got one, he got away with one. Yeah. That's what I mean, I caught one, but it's just, now, now I remember I was watching um, another clip online, I think it was Charles Woodson, I think it was Charles Woodson that was breaking it down, and he was breaking down the actual play, and you could see uh, Robbie Coleman, talking to another player on the Rams. I believe it was Marcus Peters. We were talking to another player, and you see them staring at each other, talking to each other, right? Like, obviously, you don't see their mouth move, but you see them staring at each other, so it gives the impression they're talking to each other. So they look a little confused. While they're talking to each other, the play of the Saints sets off. Once the play goes in motion, Robbie Coleman starts running in a direction towards Lewis as a point because Kamara, I know, was on the outside, and they had another wide receiver playing um, in the backfield. Okay. So they had Kamara stretched out as a wide receiver. So I guess that's what confused the, the you know the defense a little bit. So when Coleman thought he was supposed to get Kamara and Kamara's on the other side, when he when the play went off, he started running towards Lewis's direction. And so when Charles Woodson breaks it down and he breaks it down slowly in the tape, and you can see that he says, Okay, see how this defender is now, they're confused. Once the play breaks off, he's just trying to get there. So his intent is that he's gonna hit him because he's gonna catch this ball. So in his mind right now, what he's going for is that that ball is so close to being a touchdown that I'm just going to hit him. But not unintentionally, he got there before the ball. That's why he didn't even turn around to make a play on the ball. No. Because he didn't think he was going to get there before the ball. No. Because he was already in conversation. He thought he was at the guard Kamara, and he ended up Kamara being on the outside. So when he went off... His intention was just to hit the guy, Lewis, who was going to receive the ball. And his, and he thought he was going to just get it. And he didn't hit him, like, foul. Like, I mean, people say helmet to helmet. There's a, there, was there was a, a helmet, helmet to helmet. helmet, yeah, but, you, you know. You couldn't call that. There, there, there have been softer helmet to helmet right, penalties But before. he didn't hit him with the intent of helmet to helmet. You know what I mean? He no. didn't, like, spear him, like, like threw his head into his Like, he, he didn't throw his head first into the play. Like, you saw, like, he, you know, he, threw his, he shoulder leaned into him. Yeah, but that's it's not like he was targeting him with his helmet. But no, there, I, there has been calls where a, a defender ducks, right? Right. To avoid a helmet. And, and they know, get a call a helmet and to helmet. Unfortunately, they get a call a helmet right. to helmet because the, the, the rusher or the ball carrier also ducks as well. 
Yeah, no, no. So, so another unintentional helmet. So I think there's another unintentional helmet to helmet. Yeah, another, you could have called that easily. Right. If, if you didn't see a, a pass interference, you could have called that. There, I, there's been softer penalties called, like the one in the AFC, the rough in the passer. Right, we'll get to that in a All second. Right. But just it's just the fact that it was just so clear and that he just knew the intent was just it. So it, it breaks down like what um, Robbie Coleman was thinking. Like it broke down, and it's understandable more for his point. But since he knew that he hit him when he didn't even catch the ball, he thought it was going to be a pass interference call. He was waiting for, like, to disappoint the whole team. And, and, and not for nothing, that was not only such a bad call, but it was such a bad call that just shaped this Super Bowl that we had. Because you want to know what? That really could have just been the game. They oh. could have scored a touchdown, and then the Rams could have just lost, and it could have been Saints-Patriots right now. Yeah. Now, it's not like the Saints – now. I'm not saying that that cost the Saints the Super Bowl because that messed up. That was messed up, but it wasn't like the Saints did themselves any favors after that. You know what I mean? Now, it, it shows, and there's another smart thing that Charles Woodson said, and I, once again, I believe it was Charles Woodson, but I'm saying that he said was that uh, Sean Payton got, you saw how he got just heated, just livid there, right? With all, with all rights, with every right in the world, he got extremely pissed, right? Yeah. But then he played the rest of his game and led the rest of his team as a coach with that emotion. And it ended up, like, not making the best out of a terrible situation, I feel. Well, he's a great coach. No, he's a great coach. 100% he's a great coach. Coach. Poached egg. Wow. It's like he's a great coach. Are you hungry? A little bit, yeah. But um, I'm just saying, like, and you know that. You know when you – it's with anything you do in life. Like, when you sometimes allow such an emotional anger to get the best of you, it could sometimes bring the worst out of you and have you perform your worst or act your worst. So it was like that play, he ended up playing with all that emotion after, you know, and I think it just took over and the Saints didn't do themselves any favors to make it better for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was just uh, like, wow. I, I really feel for the Saints. I really do. Like that, they were literally robbed of that because the opportunity should have been so much different. Yeah, uh, it should have been different. I feel bad for Breeze. You know. Yeah, I feel really bad for Breeze. And obviously, I'll tell you the truth, man. To me personally, at least, this AFC, this NFC Championship for the Rams for me is always going to have an asterisk to it. There's going to be an asterisk to it. It's not their fault. It, it, it's the but, Saints. But the Saints were leading the first first quarter. They were up 13-0. You know, and then they allowed the Rams to come back in the second quarter. They played timid. You know they they changed the, uh, the game plan. They could have just controlled the whole game. They were they were dominating the first half. I don't you didn't you didn't watch the first half. You didn't watch the whole game, right? No. Yeah. So there's some fault for them as well because they allowed this as well. You know. So uh, you cannot say there, there's an asterisk in this game. Well, granted, like you know there, there was a penalty that wasn't called by the refs, but. You know, it, the game did go to overtime. They still no, had a chance to win. What, it, it goes again what I said before. The Ram, the Saints did themselves no favors after that play was called. That play should not have ruined the game for them. I agree with that. I, I agree with you 100% what you're saying. That's why I said that it didn't do themselves no favors after. But the fact was that that play was so blatantly obvious, and there was just two refs right there, and it was on third and 10 in the red zone. That it was such, and it could have, you know what? Maybe for all you know, it could have ended up the same way. But one big difference is that at least could they could have took some more time off the clock before kicking that field goal. 
They probably could have took more time off the clock. Yeah. Right? So it could have just changed dramatically. So that play, that call should have been made. So that fourth and 10 should never have been. It never should have been, not with professional NFL refs. So the Rams should have never had that opportunity. So the Saints should have never been to overtime. So I feel like that's why they were robbed, and I feel like that's why they're going to get an asterisk because they should have never been in that situation as the Rams because that play, because that play wasn't it was the Rams' fault, but it was more importantly the refs' fault for not making that call. And listen, I know, I get it. You can't blame the refs for everything. A hundred percent, you cannot. And they say that over and over and over again. But that's got to be a point where them, something like that is just so obvious. It wasn't like you had to replay it and review it and it was tough to call a turnover. It was so insanely obvious. By two refs right there, that's like, yo, now you're not allowing us to do like Because because I put something in Because Sean Payne can say, I put this plan into work. I put that play into motion. And that play should have happened. And it was working. And for you not making that call... Cause I could have made, cause my player would have made that catch, but for you not making that call, that messed up my play. You know what I mean? But yeah, but, but, but they robbed them. The, the rest did rob them of the opportunity. Now that that now that that opportunity the, the, was was robbed, the, sh- the Rams should have done better after that. I mean, the Saints. Rams should not have an asterisk. I I, I, I went to overtime. They sc- they they tied the game with 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter. But you know, but it so. should have never even been to that point. They they should have never even tied that. They did that because of the opportunity they were given because the refs gave them that opportunity by not making that call. That uh, they should have yeah, never but, had that but opportunity. You're playing a what if game and you're saying the it's, probability of them scoring a touchdown is high. It's but not even the you, probability of the scoring a touchdown. The Rams could have the Rams could have just uh you know you know stopped them or even gotten a turnover. Who knows? Yeah, but you know? but but if the Rams would have got a turnover, then you know what? They first they force a turnover and then they deserve it. If the Rams would if the Rams but if, but if the Saints would have burned if the Saints would have let's say they 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 got there like like within the t- the, the ten yards, and they didn't they only moved the ball one yard after three plays. Guess what? They would have burned a lot more time off that clock, and it could have been a whole different situation. And then Greg the Leg probably would have never got his opportunity to kick that field goal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I well, the way he was kicking, he could have kicked a 70 yarder. Yeah, no, I never <laughs> deny Greg the leg. Greg the leg, the man. I mean, I get it, but you know what I mean. But the, the point is, is just that they should have never had that opportunity, and I really do feel for the Saints. And and, and, and to me, it's always gonna have an asterisk because that was an opportunity for them that they should never have had. They, it's not, it's not like, it's not like, uh, it's a touchdown that's questioning about like, oh, if the ball is loose or if to cross the the goal line. Or, you know, it's a questionable pass interference. You know what I mean? Like, all right, like now let's go into it. For example, in the AFC game, that pass in the, that, that rough in the passer call. Yeah, the little uh tap on the shoulder. Now can we both agree <laughs> now can we both agree that it was a stupid call? It was a, it, it's not a call. It's it not a call. It shouldn't have been a call. It shouldn't have been a call, right? Yeah. Now my boy Moodoo, who's a huge Patriots fan, also says it should have been a call. But the thing is this, at least with that call. You could make a justification for it, for the fact that he hit him in the helmet, that he hit the... Now, I think it's bad. Now, once again, I'm not defending the call. I'm not saying that it should have been made. I'm just saying that the point you can at least justify is that you hit the... Because remember, you're not supposed to hit the, the, the quarterback at all, or any player for the most part, below the knees, but especially in the face. Yeah. So he just 
like his hand grazed over his helmet enough to make his helmet move a little bit. There, there's a gray area because there's a judgment call there. So uh, and obviously it was, you know, the game is fast. It's fast right. paced. So. I don't know the angle that the ref saw it, so maybe the angle they, you know, sometimes you see camera angles. Like, let's say the Edelman uh, punt return. Yeah. Did you see that? Like, it looked like he touched the ball, but with the series of angles. Yeah, you could see that he didn't. He didn't. But there was one angle that looked like he touched the ball with his thumb. Right, Right, it did, it did. One angle looked like he definitely hit it with thumb, 100%. So, you know, depending on where the ref is at at his vantage point, you know, he might have seen where it looked like the defender, you know, actually – and hit uh, Brady's uh, helmet. Yeah, of course. Sort. And once again, you can make the justification because of the fact he did hit his helmet. And because he just saw the it's, it's like when I tell my kids sometimes when I coach them in basketball, like, oh, I didn't touch him. But you want to know what? Since your hand came swing, your hand went straight up and it came swinging down over him, it's going to look like a foul. Or when you keep your hands up and you jump and you throw your hands over him, like you bring your hands down on top of him. It's going to look like a foul. Yeah. Okay. So then that you could ju- now it was a bad call. But there's the justification you can make for it. You know what I mean? There's no justification on that pass interference. No. You can't. There's nothing you could possibly say, nothing you can possibly think of that could justify that call. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying about them being robbed. And there's an asterisk to it because that should have never been in their favor. Because that was gigantic. That was huge. It no, wasn't it, it, like it was like it was in the first quarter and they had the entire game to make up for it. No, the Saints had a, a, a bigger possibility of winning the, the uh, game. Exactly, the a way bigger possibility. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm not going to say it's 100% No, 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 I agree. So with, that's yes. why I can't give it an asterisk. No, I, I, it's not 100%, but it's definitely an asterisk because they should not have that, that great of an opportunity, the Rams, to send it to overtime. So And then, and then once when they were in overtime, the Saints could have done everything they could to, to, to do better. Mm-hmm. So once again, I'm not blaming the rest on it because once they were in overtime, the Saints could have won it. But they should never have been to that point, I feel, because the the chances, probability of chances of the Saints winning that was dramatically more in their favor. Uh, and then talking more about the AFC game, what did you think about that game, Marchetti? Hey, man, if you give Brady the chance to win the game, he got it. Uh, you know, people are questioning that, uh, that roughing the passer call, but still, the Chiefs still had a chance to close out the game. But D Ford, the lineman, was offside. That was the boneheaded. Boneheaded play. Boneheaded play. That, that was, should not have happened. That was the biggest thing of the game. And it's funny, and I, and I told Moodoo because of my boy, you know, the Patriots fans are talking about my boy Moodoo. How, remember when um, Cody Parker double doinked that kick for the Bears? Cody Parkey? Cody Parkey, sorry. Cody Parkey when he double doinked that kick double for the Bears. Double doink. Right? Yes. Because uh, you know these Philly fans are so savage. They started Venmoing him money. Yeah, that's insane. Yo, but Philly I, fans. I Props. Told, uh, Andy. Our boy Andy, he was like, wow, why have not thought about this before? <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> that is an Andy thing to do. Yeah, that, that was, Andy would definitely do that. That is an Andy thing to do, 100%. <laughs> that's such an Andy thing to do. Um, but, yeah, but if but I told Voodoo maybe he should Venmo D Ford because that blew the game. That's good. That's that good. blew the game. That blew the game. That was it. Because it's not like it's not like when he was all sides, he got the Brady faster and forced Brady to make that pass quicker. No, it didn't alter the play at, at all. all. At all. At all. That would have been the interception. That would have been the game. Cheeks would have been a Super Bowl. For see, but it's so important. Like that one game, that one free throw, like that one opportunity is so important. It's like Eminem song, Lose Yourself. It's like it's all like, <laughs> like you have this one shot, one moment, you know? It's like, but that to me was a hundred percent the biggest 
part of the game. I think it's the least talk about. I think more people talk about the Edelman. Uh, Thumbgate. Thumbgate. People were calling it Thumbgate. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, he didn't touch it, though. No, he didn't touch you it. Could, even if he did, you would see, like, like the ball change his motion. Like, yeah. But, uh, and uh, the pass interference call. I mean, the, the rough and the pass call. The passer, they talk yeah. about those two more than D. Ford. And D. Ford really saved the game for the Patriots. Yeah. It, I, he yeah. really did. And it wasn't even like he was offsides by much. But he was offsides. He was offsides. And, and that was just crazy. Because that would have been the game. It went right through Gronk's hand. But now you have the Patriots and the Rams, which I called. Yes, you did. You did call it. You yeah. did call it. I mean, not, not every single game exactly, but you did call it that way. I called it that way. Uh, Brady, his ninth Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ninth, man. That's, that's insane. What was, what, was that? what was that stat I saw? I'll tell you right now. Uh, something about there's only been four quarterbacks out of the AFC to be in the Super Bowl in, like, the past, like, decade. He's been to more Super Bowls than... Like, I don't know how many franchises. Well, you know, there's a whole bunch of franchises. No, but, I know, I know. like, all the elite, like the Sealers, I think he matched up uh, as as far as uh, most Super Bowls. 16. There's been, no, not, not not Super Bowls. I'm saying there's only been four quarterbacks in the last 16 years to be in the AFC, uh, represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Can you name them? Four quarterbacks? There's only been four. There's only been four quarterbacks. In the last 16 years? Been, yeah. So you got Ben Ben Roethlisberger. He's been in three. All right. Um, there has to be a Raven there. Um, can't think of the Raven. Well, you know an obvious one. Come on, get that one out of the way. Oh uh, well, yeah, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Um, I'm trying to get the hard ones. Uh, well, that wasn't the obvious one I was thinking about. There's another obvious one. Well, you we well, we've been talking about him. We've been talking. Well, Brady. Well, Brady. Well, well, no. Nah, I thought it's a name of the four. No, but not including Brady. But no. I, Brady's <laughs> with obvious. Brady. There's been four. All right. Well, I, I'm not gonna include Brady. Brady is obvious. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So Brady, Manning, and Manning for two teams. For two teams, yeah. The, the Broncos Colts and, and the Colts, Broncos. Yeah. Um, but there's one for the Ravens. Yes, there's only one. Oh, come on. Um, this is the game with the lights with the with the with the blackout. It's the ball guy. What's no, his name? what? It's the blackout game. The blackout game. Yeah. Nah, just tell me the name now. He you played. For, he played for the Bucks, right? Huh? The quarterback. He played for the Bucks. He played for the Bucks. Yeah, Buccaneers. To the Buccaneers. Yeah, but he he went to the Super Bowl with the Ravens. Am I right? No. Well, there, there was a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah, but who is it? Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, Joe Flacco. Come oh, on, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I was going. <laughs> Trying to let you think. Uh, yeah, 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 nah, he, they did win. Yeah, okay. Joe Flacco. No, no, no. When he played the. I'm good, yeah. I, and I'm wrong, and I'm wrong, and I apologize. It wasn't the blackout game. Was it? Right. No, it was the It was the, hold up, was it the blackout game? Yeah, it was the blackout game. Ra- yeah, it was Ravens and the 49ers. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah, the game blacked out. Anyways, but yeah, so the refs gave the big opportunity to the Rams, and D. Ford gave that huge opportunity to the Patriots. So it really could have been Saints, Chiefs, but those two major plays, D. Ford and the no pass interference call, changed the entire outcome of the game. I would have liked the Saints, Chiefs, or even Rams and Chiefs. It would be interesting because Rams and Chiefs, Rams <laughs> used to play in St. Louis, the Chiefs play in Kansas City. Both in Missouri. Both in Missouri. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, that so. was a great game for Monday night, too. That would have been great for people to see that, too. I think yeah. it would have been more exciting for people to see. I, I think more, like, now people are like, all right, Patriots again. I, I'm sure you're rooting for the Rams. Of course. 
At this point, yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, once again, at this point, it's kind of, it's kind of like I have no beef with Brady. I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, listen, it's Brady. He's doing it again. He's I had a goat. You gotta, hey, listen, you gotta I witness. I can't deny it. You, you want to tell your kids or you know, young, the younger uh, generation coming up that you witness greatness. Yeah, and but that's these, Tom Brady. These dynasties sometimes get boring, though. It gets boring, of course. That's why I say I prefer to have seen uh, the the Saints versus the Chiefs. Because, you know, who doesn't like Drew Brees? And who doesn't want to see a high-power offense go against the Saints? Yeah. You know, and uh, or even the Rams just switch it up against the Chiefs or, you know, not the Patriots. Because we've seen the Patriots so many times already. Yeah, it, like I said, it just it gets boring. It gets repetitive. And it's just like you think about... um, You think about the Warriors. Yeah, like the Warriors, too. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> like now with DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins, that team is... Are we ever going to say that about our Yankees back in the 90s? No, of course, because we're, <laughs> we're going to be biased, you know? Uh, Speaking of the Yankees, congrats to uh, Mar- Mariano, Mariano Rivera. Rivera. Yes, now there's three classes of Hall of Fame votes. votes. It's not Unanimous. It's not first ballot. First it's not like, you know, it's a now unanimous ballot is a new, uh, like, third entry now for the Hall of Fame. First just, ever. Just think about all the great players that played in baseball that haven't gone in as a unanimous. Uh, Babe Ruth. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Mickey was. Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. Kyle Ripken. Kyle Ripken. Um, Ken Griffey was the closest, and he had like ninety eight percent of the votes. And no, uh, there's another one that had uh, just one vote against him. Um, nah, I think Ken Ken Griffey was the closest. Uh, the pitcher for that played for the Braves, Maddox, Greg Maddox, Greg Maddox. Nah, he didn't get that much. Closest, uh, well, I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Now Jeter comes up next year. You think That's what I was going to ask you. Like, who do you think is going to be next to get that? Now Jeter could be another unanimous decision. Yeah. And then so goes the Yankee legacy, which is the best. <laughs> yeah, the nineties. I'll look it up. I I saw it the other day. But uh, anyway, so speaking of uh, Boogie Cousins and the Warriors, that that team looking is looking pretty 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 good. Yeah. Uh. And as you know, the NBA All Star captains have been named. Yeah, uh, LeBron and uh, Greek the Freak, Giannis. the Greek Freak, Greek yeah. the Freak, Giannis. Yeah, this I'm more... surprised Anthony Davis didn't make it. I'm surprised uh, Paul I, I, George I, made it I, over Anthony Davis. I was going to mention that since you mentioned that, you know, let's look at the Western Conference. It's Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Paul George made it right. And he made it over Anthony Davis. Yeah, James Harden and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at some player comparison. Yo, Paul George has been lights out, though. Right. Uh, I didn't look at his stats, though. But I did a comparison because also Nikola Jokic is doing good, right? Yeah. So I did a comparison just out of curiosity of Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James, and uh, Nikola Jokic, just for fun. Right. Um, Out of the four, Anthony Davis has been outperforming them. In PER by, let me see, where's the PER? <coughs> so Anthony Davis' PER is 30.9. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant is 25.2, LeBron 26.3, and Jokic 26.9. But Which tells you that Anthony Davis should have been in there. And the one that I'll question is either is Kevin Durant should have been in there or LeBron James. One of them should have been subbed out for uh Now, see, this is the thing, and I remember I questioned this a lot when one year when Shaq was voted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is years ago when he still played for the Heat. And he was voted into the Hall of Fame 
when he only played like a week. The first Hall, not Hall, not Hall of Fame, excuse me, the All Star game. Excuse me, I'm sorry. When Shaq was voted into the All Star game, he only played like a week that season with the Heat, and he was injured for like the rest of it. He only played like seven or ten games, something like that, whatever it was. He played very little, and he still got voted in as a starter because he's Shaq. Yeah, it's and then you think about like popularity contest, right? Yeah, because you think about the you know the fans vote him, and it's you know how much do the fans really know? Whatever, or fans, you know what I mean? Not how much they really know, but. I, I don't know. I guess it's got to go to more deserving players. Like, I mean, Paul George is having a good year. He's having 26.9 points per game and eight rebounds per game with four assists. But still, it's just... Uh, Anthony Davis, 29.3 points a game. He's getting 13.3 rebounds, 4.4 assists a game, 1.7 steals a game as a big man. Yeah, no, nah, he... six blocks. He, he deserves it more than Paul George. But Paul George plays the three. Yeah, but, but Anthony but, Davis but, plays the four. But when you vote, when you vote in the All Star games now, it's not like back in the days. Yeah. Vote two guards, two forwards in the center. Like now, it's like when you used to go to McDonald's when you were a kid and punch the holes and put the you know these are the ballots there. Um, now they, you know, you just vote a front court and a back court. Yeah, because it's a different kind of game. Because the pure center position, back to your basket center position, is a thing of the past. You know, so it's like that's why they don't do that right now. But um, yeah, Anthony Davis should have definitely been voted in for that more. Um, also, uh, since we're talking about the All Stars, uh, uh, I, this morning I, I was watching Get Up, right with Mike Greeny, uh-huh. and they did a cool comparison, right, a, like a debate. Does the Warriors beat the Eastern Conference All Star starting lineup? So I'm gonna tell you the Eastern Conference starting lineup: Kyrie Irving, shout out to Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. Ante Tokokumpo, <laughs> Greek the Freak, right? Yeah. And Joel Embiid versus Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and Boogie Cousins. Nah. That's an interesting topic to talk about, but no, they don't. Who who wins? The All-Star East. The All-Star East, you yeah. think? Yeah, of course. The only weak link from the, I say Draymond Green, but he's, he's pretty much uh you know, a jack of all trades. He does a little bit of everything. You know, he's just when you're on a team like that, you don't gotta do much. You don't gotta do much. This will be a competitive game. I, I would because there's like all all stars in that team alone. I know, I get it. But you got, you got four shooters for the Warriors. Yeah, how no, many? And, <laughs> and Boogie Cousins could shoot too. You got five. Yeah, five. Well, no, no. Draymond's the one that can't shoot that much. He could still. You know, hit he could the, game plan. He could still hit Draymond. three. He could hit it, but when you game plan, Joel Embiid could hit the three too, though. No, Joel Embiid could hit the three. They're all shooters on the East, you too. Think, you can tell me he will be able to defend Boogie Cousins outside. All they got to do is have Boogie Cousins at the arc. Guess what? Joel Embiid has to follow him. Yeah, that's fine. But then you got the Greek freak down there. Um, he's, 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 six, he's like 6'11". Yeah, and the defense for the Warriors is a much better defensive team. I don't know. Kemba Walker is a good defender. Not a great defender, no. But still. Joel Embiid is a good defender. Yeah, Joel Embiid's a good defender. Kyrie's a good defender. Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi is one of the no, best. Kawhi, defenders. Well, I, All right. I didn't mention Kawhi because I'm Kawhi saying he'll de- obvious. But still, I'm saying like him alone is like five people on the court. You know, like for the defensive wise, because Kawhi, Kawhi is going to be defending who? Kevin Durant. Kevin most Durant, likely, right? Yeah. And then Giannis, he'll be getting probably I don't know Draymond. He'll probably no. He'll probably get Boogie Clay. He'll probably get Boogie on the outside. They'll probably put Draymond with Joel Embiid because Draymond plays the center sometimes. Yeah. And they'll put Draymond with Joel Embiid, and that's fine. Yeah, Clay, it, it's, Clay, it's a good debate. Clay though. will be guarded by Kemba, and uh-huh. Kyrie will guard Steph. 
No, but uh, it's a good debate. Oh, it's, it's not a bad fun. one. It's, it's a not a bad one. one. Yeah, is that? I definitely agree with you there. It's definitely not a bad debate. But uh, the East is going to win that one. All right. I don't know about this All Star game when you got Anthony Davis coming off the bench. <laughs> Unreal. Nah, the the West is stacked. It's stacked. I mean, come on. Look at all these other point guards you didn't even get. They have like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, you know. Uh, I, I heard uh, one of the players. Who, who was it? I can't think of it. One of the players in the NBA when they faced the Oklahoma City Thunders, right? And they mentioned, hey, what do you think about Russell Westbrook? He's like, what? You mean Russell Westbrook? <laughs> That's a good that? one. I'm, I got to look it up, but. That's a good. That. That's a good nickname, Russell Westbrook. That is a pretty good one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll look it good. up. Uh, stay on topic of basketball because as we are here, we are the better fantasy bureau. We are talking about fantasy sports. You know, we talk about all sports in general, and it ties into fantasy fantasy sports as well for the most part. What you got it? Uh, Nurkic. Nurkic said that. Nurkic oh, said man. that. Man, <laughs> I drafted him in our league, and I drafted him in my other league, which I'm killing in. Um. Anyways. Uh, so let's go on and let's talk about a little bit of fantasy basketball. You know, we're going to keep on weekly talking about basketball, what's going on, the trends of basketball, how teams are doing performing. You know, we'll talk about surprises like the Nets being sixth in the East. That's a surprise. None of us thought that was going to happen. But they are sixth in the East. They play our New York Knicks tonight, Friday night. Um, and, yeah, it, 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 you know, listen, I, don't, I told you, the only New York team I don't show support and love to is the Nets. I still do f- feel for them. Yeah, I about don't support Spencer. Them either. No. Yeah, but I you still got a feel for them about what happened with Chris Levert and now with Spencer Didwitty. It's his thumb, but he's got torn ligaments. Torn ligaments, so he's out indefinitely. It's not indefinite. He's going to get a second opinion, but it seems more likely that he is going to need surgery. Well, at least he got his extension. Yeah, three years he got. Three years, and you know he's been playing really good. Yeah, but still, like you, I, you still feel for the guy for the fact of that course. he's been doing. He's been playing really well, and, and, and he's been like really been a shiny spot with Chris Levert out. And for them to be six in the, and granted the East is not like very competitive, but them to be six is still very good. Then what he has been consistent since last year. I remember when he came in the scene and he he did pretty good for the Nets last year. Although the Nets were yeah, you but know, the last like seven days he's averaging like twenty six points a game. This season entirely he's been good. That's why they gave him the the extension, <laughs> you know. And obviously you know now he has this little uh, injury, this little setback. Hopefully he's not the, not too long. Yeah, but he lo- he's gonna need um, surgery. He's out. It looks like he might be out for the rest of the season. It's not confirmed yet. He's going to get a second opinion, but they're saying. Is it his uh, shooting uh, thumb? I don't don't know. I I don't know which thumb. I just saw this has torn ligaments in his thumb. Okay. And, uh, like, you know, Victor Oladipo is another one that's out for the season. Yeah, his torn quad, right? Yeah. A shame. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about if you're a fantasy basketball player, about some players that you should be picking up or players that that should be owned more. Because uh, these are players that are under 50% owned in ESPN leagues. We're going by ESPN leagues. You and I are in a team. And I love the name of our team. You like it, right? I love it. Queens, yeah. Mason, Oak. Oak and Mace, I mean. Yeah. Oak and Mace. I love it. Oak and Mace. I love it. You and I sharing that team. And that's our name. Um, oh, no. I changed it now from Oak and Mace. It's now you and Mace. I saw. I see that now. It's you and I. Oak and Mace is better. Uh, nah, Oak, uh, Oakley be supporting the Cavaliers. He's from Cleveland and he, he be going crazy. He, he, he be going crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he be having that crazy talk. That's fine. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some players that are under 50% owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go first. Let me see who you have. I'm, I'm going to start I'm off. Just curious. Go ahead. I'm going to start off with a name that's not sexy. 
And he's owned in a decent amount of leagues. But just because I want to show you that this guy that I'm going to mention next is owned more than the other people I'm going to be mentioning. And that he shouldn't be owned more than these other people. He should be owned. That's fine. But not more than the rest of these people that I'm going to mention. So, Al Farouk Amino. Al Farouk Amino. Like I said, he's not like a must-own guy. You know, he should be owned in, you know, in, in most leagues. But he's owned in 36% of the leagues, right? Now, maybe he's a guy. Who does he play for? He plays for the Trailblazers. Okay, yeah. All right. Now, Maybe he's a player that you should put like in your rotation at least. But look at this. The past seven games, he's averaging at least nine points and nine rebounds, and he gets 30 minutes a game. Now, certainly he has the opportunity to give you those double-doubles, but he gets, you know, with 30 minutes per game, he has the chances to get those double-doubles. Okay. So, but he's only 36% of ESPN leagues. So I just want to say, like, that I get it that this guy maybe should be owned. I'm not saying more than 50%. I'm not saying that these players should be owned in more than half the leagues. Some of these guys should that I'm going to get to. Some of these guys really should. But they should definitely be owned more than 36, like Alfred Camino. Like, who else do you have? Uh, I have, although he's injured right now with a neck, um, he has a sore neck, Kevin Herter okay. for, for the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. The last seven games, he's been averaging 15.6 points per game with a 43% uh, in the field goal percentage. 4.6 rebounds, 4 assists a game, 1.3 steals a game, and one, uh, 2.7 threes a game. Uh, he's been getting more minutes uh, every month. Uh, he's been averaging over 35 minutes, which is great, and he's only owned 9.3% of the leagues. And he looks like an intern. He looks like an intern. <laughs> like, he does. He looks like this the intern. Like, nah, but uh, he. If you look at his stats, it's it's, it, it's on the incline. Like it's just a, a sundin. Yeah, I mean, for the whole season, he's averaging nine point two in the last seven days, or even eighteen points per game. Yeah. The last seven days he's played. So yeah, one hundred percent. No, that's that's a great person that should be owned, and he's only nine percent. Yeah. And, what I like to look at is minutes per game. Right, right. It's a big and thing. He's averaging like thirty, thirty to thirty-five minutes a game. That's yeah. a lot of. That's a lot of chances for him to score, especially with the Hawks team that's not that great. Uh, so there's definitely going to be a lot of shots. You know, they're going to be playing from behind for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's a, he's a rookie, and, uh, you know, they're going to give him a chance. Um, and, like, so to talk about another guy that I think he should be owned definitely in more leagues, and I, like I said, like, more people own Al Farouk Amino than this guy, Jay Crowder. Like, I'm shocked that not more people own Jay Crowder. He's only owned in 23.5% of leagues. That's wow. it. Like, I really don't get it. I mean, just this week alone, he's averaging 13 points and six rebounds with two assists. Just this past seven, you know, the past seven days alone. You know what I mean? Um, he's not an all-star by any means. But still, like, I have Crowder in my lineup. How many threes he gets you a game? He could hit the threes. He gets you about, like, two. Yeah, two. So that's you know, good. He gets about, like, two, know? three, like, two. But the thing is, he gets 29 minutes a game. Like, you talk about these minutes. You know what I mean? But like I said, most people own Alfred Camino. Even Kyle Anderson is owned in more leagues than Jay Crowder. And Kyle Anderson's been out. He's been hurt. Yeah, he's been out. He's out for, like, uh, maybe another week, I think. I, I, I'm i in my league that I'm, like, in first place in. I've been, in, you know, I'm killing in that I'm doing really good in another league. I own Jay Crowder. I, I put him in my lineup week in, week out, no problem. Now, I dropped him at the time. I dropped him for uh, Bagley, Bagley, whatever. Now, he's doing really well now. By the time, he wasn't doing so well, and Jay Crowder's just been doing better. So, I just I, I wanted on my team before anybody else scooped him up. But still, to be owned in only 23.5% of leagues, that, that should not be happening. He should be 
way more owned, way more owned, especially down the stretch. We only have about like six weeks left of the season of fantasy basketball. He yeah, if, if you're in a deep league, he has to be on. We're talking about I'm in a ten I'm, team league, 10 and team? I own him. Yeah, so it's any anywhere between ten to twelve or more, he should be on. And, and he's a great play for daily. Like, but I, I I'm just saying, like he's doing really well. He gets you double digit points. He almost gets you double digit rebounds, and he does you know hits threes, gets you assists. He doesn't cause a lot of turnovers, and he gets a lot of minutes. Gets about 29, 30 minutes a game. So that's good. Uh, Jay Crowder. Should definitely be more owned. Who else you got? Um, since there's been, you know, in basketball is a long season, so there's always uh, injuries. Now that, uh, you know, maybe you have one of your players nicked up that you're considering dropping and you need somebody to plug in right away for the next week, uh, I recommend Jahil Okafor. Uh, really? Yeah, 11.3. He's only owned 11.3% of the uh, ESPN leagues. The last three games, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 17 points, 6 blocks, 10 rebounds. 20 points, two blocks, eight rebounds. Anthony Davis uh, is not scheduled to come back till like, the end of next week or the, uh, the, the following. So I definitely will recommend you to pick him up, especially if, you know, you're nicked up in, in your team, you know. Yeah, he definitely gives you, like, some of those big boy stats, those big boy numbers. So uh, he's definitely a good pickup to have. Uh, another one also to talk about, too, about, like, if, you know, you're looking to drop somebody or if you need a little help, especially you got to look at what department you need help in. Like, I know in our team, Marquette, we need a little more help in blocks. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's we need a little more help in. Uh, one guy that stood out to me that definitely should be lo- owned more in, in more leagues, and let me tell you this, he's owned in only 2.7% of leagues, this guy, only 2.7. Bismack Biombo. Oh, I, I'm, uh, I think I picked him up. In our league? Yeah, for today's game. Uh, uh, I was going to tell you that. Because, yeah. listen, now, this percentage has got to change sooner or later, but because Cody Zeller's been out, I mean, he's got in the past three games 13, 12, and 10 points. And in that game where he had 13 points, he had 13 rebounds and five blocks. And five blocks, well, he had 13 rebounds, he had five blocks, three assists, and 11 points. He was just one point shy his last game for his straight third double-double. He's not a big offensive weapon, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> like I said, he's filling in for Cody Zeller. So if you need like to fill in a couple of more stats, especially if you need like those big man stats, you know, you need those rebounds, you need those blocks with these past couple of weeks, you know, to push yourself into the, you know, to the winning columns a little bit more to get yourself a couple more wins. Definitely pick up Bismarck Biombo because he should be available in league. He's only owned in two point seven percent. I wish I could have picked him up. I wanted to pick him up. Uh, and there's another center that I also wanted to pick him up. I couldn't because I have to drop another center. You only allowed four centers in this league, and I already have. Um, I'm well, sure. I'm sure your team is. Uh, it's DeAndre Jordan, yeah. Vucevic, yeah. Uh, Nurich, and who's my other center? You're in a ten team league. You're you're stacked. Yeah, I forgot so who my other center. If you're is. in a twelve team league, you're definitely gonna pick him up. Like I picked him up in our league. Um, another player. Well, let's say if you're. Like top two, top three in the standings, right? And you're pretty much on cruise control. Mm-hmm. There are some players that are, you know, that are injured that you might have to pick. You know, you probably consider picking up, and won't hurt you. That oh, you, Harold, that, that's my other center. Sorry, that uh, might help you tremendously in your playoff run. You know, we're we're only like six weeks out, I believe, right? Six or seven. Six about six weeks out. Yeah. Yeah. Six so, uh, Kyrie Levert. You know, he's out there. He's only owned 25.2% of the leagues, you know, and we all know how he averaged 18.4 points per game. When's he coming back? Uh, He's been doing some light shooting since uh, last week. 
So he's projected to come back end of this month or in February before the All Star game. It depends what. Well, now I think they're gonna accelerate that now more with Dinwiddie out. Mm-hmm. You know, if Dinwiddie was still playing the way they've been playing, they might might have just like let it uh, sit a little bit and just have him come back and you know after the All Star break. But I could see him coming before coming back before the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, for them being sixth spot in the playoffs, I think they want to make a playoff push and stay in the playoffs. So they would, they, they'll, they'll love to have him back. Uh, another guy too that another guy's uh, also talking about. I know you talk about a little bit about a guard, but another big man that I want to mention that should be owned in more leagues. He's only owned in twenty eight point six percent of leagues, and once again, all these people are owned less. Than Al Farouk Amino. Al Farouk Amino's owned more than all these people. <laughs> that's what, that's why I started off with him. Now he's yeah. not doing terrible, but he shouldn't be owned more than these guys. You know what I mean? Uh, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant points, rebounds. I mean, who couldn't use more double doubles? You know what I mean? He's in the last ten, the last week ten games he's been averaging ten points and ten rebounds. Like, he, he's good for temporarily because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I still feel Dwight Howard is still going to come no, back. No, when Dwight Howard comes back, eventually, of course, it's going to change. Same thing with um, Biombo. When Cordy Zeller comes back, that's going to change. But yeah. still, these are guys that should be more owned right now to better improve your team. I mean, yeah, there's only get- six weeks left. Yeah, they're getting the minutes, so if you need to get some wins and you need some big man stats, yeah. I, I, I wish sure. I, I was going to put Brian on my team also. I can't do it because I gotta, I don't want to drop any of my other centers. Larry Nash Jr. started practicing that he might play tonight, Friday night. Um, and we know how he has performed. Uh, yeah, he's done well. He fancy wise, he, he's a stat filler. He'll give you points, not that many, but he'll give you rebounds, assists, steals, and some blocks. So he's some guy that you should target, especially with uh, with Tristan Thompson being hurt. Uh, you know, he's gonna get some minutes, and you should look in. He's only on twenty six point two in percent of leagues in ESPN. Yeah. Definitely should be on. Anyone more. else? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got some more names. I got uh, like two more. <coughs> I got three more, so it works out. All right. So another guy, also the name, another guard. Not. It, it's it's a little sad, a little bit that we got to mention this guy's name, but still, Alfaruka me no more. People own him than this guy, Dwayne Wade. Listen, the big Dwayne thing, Wade, man. That's I know it's a little sad, but but listen. He still gives you a little bit of everything for the other time. The, the biggest thing with Dwayne Wade is consistency. You know what I mean? He's averaging 13.8 points for the year. He, he, he'll have his off nights, of course. You know? Yeah, he'll, he'll have some nights where he gives you 20-plus points, and then some nights he'll give you only, like, six. You know what I mean? But still, I mean, he gives you, like, he's, he's averaging a little bit over six assist-point games. <coughs> All I'm saying is that you could do a lot worse than owning Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? Like, people own more like Kyle Anderson. And you could do worse with Kyle Anderson because he's not even playing right he's now. He's not even playing, yeah. Exactly. So, um, Wayne Wade's only owned in, tw- in uh, 30% of ESPN leagues. That's it. Yeah, that's that's pretty low. Should be on more. Another player I have <laughs> is uh, a recently traded player, Kenneth Fareed. Only owed 10.3% of leagues. He's going to get the minutes. He, uh, he got traded. He immediately played on Monday. He got 13 points, one, he, made, he, he had a three-pointer, and he got six rebounds. And against the Knicks, he played 26 minutes. Got 11 points, eight rebounds, one assist, three steals, and three blocks. He's going to get the minutes. He's a guy that could provide you with the rebounds and, uh, you know, some points, maybe some double-doubles. The Houston Rockets are very light in their depth chart. So he's going to get the minutes. It might be a, a player that you could consider picking up. I agree. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um 
another guy that, that I think that gives you also a little bit of everything, and I do just mean a little bit of everything, but he fills it in little by little, is Jeff Green. I mean, the other game, he had 15 points, two assists, two rebounds, and made three three-pointers, right? And then the one before that, he had 11 points, one block, one steal, two assists, and two rebounds. So, like I said, it's a little bit of everything, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, um, you know, he's going to just give you a little few extra things on the little stat sheets that you need. It depends on what you need. And I do recommend if you are, you know, a fantasy owner in basketball, look at the standings and then click to see where you stand to see what you need. You know, do you need more points? Do you need more rebounds? Do you in, need in more the categories. Yeah. Right. See the categories, what you're doing worse than, you know what I mean? Because, like, I know in one, in one league, the league that I'm in um, first place right now, my worst category is free throw percentage. I really don't know how to fix that one. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm number one in points. I'm, like, number two in rebounds or whatever. You know, like, I'm in top three for almost everything. You know what I mean? Even turnovers. But still, it's just uh, my worst category is free throw percentage. Big deal. Yeah. But I'm doing- it's good to look at uh, and gauge on your, the categories that you're pretty much dominant and yeah. weak on. And also their matchup. See which ones they're dominant and weak on and try to exploit that. Right. Or, you know, add players to kind of, you know, compete with that category while you go through your matchup for the week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you know, speaking when you look into those categories and you want to try to exploit excuse me, your matchups. Oh, man, just hiccup, told you coming over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stay away, my friend. <laughs> no cooties for me, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um Jeff Green is a guy, once again, that gives you a little bit of everything, so you should go. Uh, All right. One last one. He's owned pretty high, but uh you know, with Victor Oladipo out, uh, if Tyreek Evans is available, I suggest picking him up because he's going to be the starting uh, shooting guard now for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, that's very uh, true. You know, for the season, he's averaged 10 points, you know, 1.23 a game, 2.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists a game, and one steal. All those numbers should go up now with more minutes in play. Yeah. You know, up with the fortunate news of Oladipo's uh, quad. Yeah. The rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one last player. I don't know if you should pick to be picked up right right now, but you should definitely keep your eye on him. And I think you know what? Even if you do pick him up now, it, it's different. See, because like in fantasy football, you could keep somebody and you can keep on your bench. You don't have to play him. You know, you can wait a little bit. But in fantasy basketball, there's so many positions to fill on every single night. And it's hard just to keep somebody on your bench just to see how they develop. It's really hard to do that. It's almost impossible to do no, that. No, you can only do that if you're, like, the top two or top three in the standings. Yeah. And you're, you know, projected to make the playoffs. Right. But even still, it's still hard to do that because, you know, you could easily lose your chances after that. But the point is is that keep your eye or keep your, you know, pay attention to Alex Len. Pay attention to him because the fact is, uh, watch, watch this. He's not a superstar by any means. not like a sexy name at all. But when it comes to a per-minute basis – He's actually doing really well. He's owned in only 10% of leagues. He's average. He's getting at least 10 points and a little bit under 7 rebounds per game. He's also averaging at least a block per game throughout the season. He's doing this all with only 18 minutes per game. Yeah, he's not getting that much time. The big reason why I say about keeping your ear on him, your mind, you know, keep listening to him, is because there's a lot of trade talk about Dwayne Dedman, who is the starting center, to be traded. So his team's interested in acquiring Dwayne Dedman from the Hawks, and the Hawks are looking to build their franchise around Trey Young. You know, Trey Young's been doing good. He's been doing very you know, good. At the beginning of the season, I was like, "Wow, they made a a, a bad trade for you from know, Luka Doncic." Yeah, but it might pan out. I still them. like Luka Doncic better. Of course, you know, I I, I like him. <laughs> I like him. To me, he's my favorite player right now. 
you know, as far as the rookies that came out. Yeah. He's he's one of my They should have stuck with him, I felt. But Trey Young is not looking like a bad prospect. You know, and um his numbers are are good, but you know it could put, it could be better, but it might be because of fatigue. Because of you know playing college, you only play a certain amount of minutes and a certain amount of games during throughout the week. Right. Luka Doncic uh, been playing you know pro basketball for five six years already, right, so right, you know right. he, he has the endurance and stamina for it. But look look out for Trey Young for next year. No, of course, hundred percent look out for him next year. But like I said, it's just that if Dwayne because De- they're looking to build anyway, the whole yeah, franchise yeah. around them, they're looking to build you know pieces around uh, Trey Young. And if they could gain more pieces to give up Dwayne Dedman to gain better more of, you know, because he still has two years left in his contract, they, that's why they got traded away. Um, but if they do, Alex Len is going to be thrown into that starting position as a center. And like I said, with only 18 minutes per game to get 10 rebounds, I mean 10.7 rebounds, that's really good. Yeah, his efficiency per 36 is really good. Exactly. Uh, the only thing that deters anyone from picking him up is the minutes that he gets. Exactly. But that's why I'm saying keep your ear, keep your eye on him. Pay attention to him because, uh, but you know, still more people own him than Biombo. <laughs> it's like Biombo, yeah. All right, Biombo, those, those are good, good ones. Uh, uh, no, no, hey, I want to talk about the prop bets. Go ahead. Quick. So, um, do you know what prop bets are? Explain to me. All right, so they're proposition bets. Okay, they're also known as uh, novelty bets, exotic bets. These are bets that are made regarding an occurrence or non-occurrence during a game. Which you know, this is what we're doing in gambling. Um, when gamble, um, and this is pretty big for Super Bowl. So, some of the prop bets are like the Gator Gatorade bath. Which color will it be? Okay. So, um, and then you know who will win, who, who the odds of who's going to win the MVP right now and stuff like that. Right. So, just want one or two entertain that with you. Uh, Tom Brady right now. Uh, the prop bet for him to win the MVP is. He's the the favorite, so it'll be even money. So it's one hundred will get you a hundred dollars. Um, Jared Goff is the second favorite with two to one favorites. I mean two to one odds, which will uh, one hundred will get you two hundred. And then the running backs is Todd Gurley and Sony <laughs> Michelle tied, which is inter- interesting, sixteen yeah. to one. Wow. And then the best odds for any defensive player is Aaron Donald, twenty to one. Who do you think uh, will win MVP? Will be, I I probably put my money on Aaron Donald. Aaron Aaron Donald. I put my money on Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's good odds, right? It's great odds, and it's not. I don't think it's that out of the realms of impossibility. All right. I mean, because listen, I think for the winner, I think for the Rams to win the Super Bowl, because one big thing about this about the, the Patriots run is that so far no one has got into Brady. It's getting hot in here. Hold yes, on. nice shirt. It's like <laughs> no one has got into Brady. By the way, you know what I mean? Like if and, it, and it's hard to stop the man that is Aaron Donald. So if Aaron Donald could get to Brady enough, I really think that's what's going to win the Super Bowl for the Rams. Listen, their offensive line, like I said, they keep saying it over and over again. It's five first-rounders. I mean, the defensive line, excuse me. But if Aaron Donald could just keep putting pressure on Brady, I really think that that's what's uh, what's going to you know win the Super Bowl for the Rams. And Aaron Donald could very much win this, the MVP. All right, so what color will the winning coach receive as a Gator, Gatorade bath? Aubergine. So you got lime lime green yellow, nope, which nope. is plus two twenty five. Okay. Then you got orange plus three hundred, blue three seventy five, red four hundred, clear, which is water or water, plus four hundred, and purple plus one thousand. Uh, I want purple because you it's want clo- purple. It's closest to what I said, aubergine. <laughs> 
aubergine's like that eggplant color. <laughs> uh, like saying that word. Here's a fun fact. Um, about Bill, Bill Belichick has received only two Gatorade baths in his five Super Bowl wins. One was a clear one in Super Bowl 39, and the other one is a blue one in Super Bowl 49. Just uh, putting it out there for those that gamble. Wait, so wait, it's, what, were the, what were the letters? It's purple, water, go backwards. Uh, purple. Backwards, right? Yeah, purple, yeah. clear, water, red, blue, orange, and then one category, which is the favorite, is lime, green, I would yellow. probably put a bet on red, but but I, I just want to say purple just for the fun of it, but because I said aubergine, but red, I'd probably say red. Here's uh like some wacky ones. Total Donald Trump tw- tweets during the Super Bowl, over six, uh, my, uh over six would get is minus one twenty the odds, and under six is minus one twenty. I say under. <laughs> I say under that that guy. Will a fan run onto the field during the game? Yes, mm, plus three fifty. No. no, minus twenty five hundred. <laughs> no, Philly's not playing. <laughs> Will Donald Trump attend the game? No. Yes, plus four fifty minus eight fifty. No, no, no minus eight fifty. No. Um, will Chick Fil A franchise uh, in Mercedes Benz Stadium be open on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> yes, plus five seventy five. No, eleven hundred minus eleven hundred. Yes. Do you know about Chick Fil A? No. They don't open on Sundays. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't. Right. They That's don't right. open That's on right, Sundays. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So here's some other wacky ones. Uh. Uh, James Harden points on on February second versus the longest touchdown of the Super Bowl is a minus not over under nine and a half. James Harden's gonna have more points than the longest touchdown of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. James- longest touchdown yards. Yeah, I know. I don't think there's gonna be like a fifty yard touchdown. <laughs> That's crazy. Um. Anyway, um, let me see if I got any other ones. Just wanted to share. That is, that is a really funny one. Yeah, that's a that good is one. a really funny one. Uh, let me look up. Uh, post game, right? Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates plus one seventy five, God plus one ninety, family or family members plus five hundred, owner plus five fifty, city plus one thousand, coach plus eleven hundred. I was gonna say does not mention any of of listed plus four hundred. I was gonna say coach. I'll say God. Well, First, I wanted to thank the, the you man know, I always said I always said if I ever won an award, if I ever won like something like that, I'd probably say something really stupid and really corny. I'd probably be like, well, first of all, I want to thank myself because without me, none of this would have been possible. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like something stupid like that because if I didn't win my award, you know, if it wasn't for me, I wouldn't be here. I'd probably say something really stupid and corny like that. Which commercial will appear first? Doritos minus 145, Pringles plus 105. Pepsi. Pepsi minus one twenty. There you go, Pepsi. Uh, you got one more because we gotta wrap it up. Um, Why no? No, nah, we could we could go on and on. <laughs> you know, we could say, uh, "Will Gladys Knight omit a word from the national anthem?" Yes, plus three hundred. No, minus five hundred. Uh, no, and I also my guess is that Gladys Knight is the B on the mass singer. That is my prediction. I uh, guessed Mar- I guessed the other one. I guessed the the, the last one I got eliminated. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it. I guessed it. I took a stab in the dark. I'm not going to say it. but my, my girl had the wrong person, but she was pretty much 
correct. Now, I, I guess if you haven't seen The Masked Singer, it plays on, for, on Wednesdays on Fox. Watch The Masked Singer. But I guessed it, and I think Gladys, it's either Gladys Knight or Diana Ross for the, the B one. All right, ready? Uh, we're going to get out of here. So then we're going to play our outro music because we get ready to leave. Uh, once again, party people, as always, follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast BFB. Marchetti was a great show. Let's talk a little bit more about the prop bets next week, too. Let's get some more funny ones going on. Uh, we'll tell you some prop bets to push down. I am definitely putting down a bet on Aaron Donald winning the Super Bowl, though. And I'm definitely putting down that James Harden is going to have more points than the longest touchdown. I'll put those bets down. I guess we're going to Jersey. <laughs> we're going to Jersey, yeah. I guess we're doing that. All right, once again, party people, uh, thank you so much for supporting us. You can still get your T-shirts and your hoodies. Wow, they're super cheap and super inexpensive. Just hit me up on Instagram, um, and that's the best way to do it. Peace. Ladies, people, party people, success nonetheless. Peace.